Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. It's Kyle O'Reilly. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Hey, I'm Double J, Jeff Jarrett. I'm Rocky Asuka Romero. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk, home of Lou Gowen. Support Wrestle Talk, whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Lou Gowen is, quote the Raven. Nevermore. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. But you really should support Wrestle Talk, and you should follow them and subscribe right now. Ali told me to say this, so I guess it's okay. Support Ali. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Make sure you watch and listen to Wrestle Talk. Or better yet, take just a moment, stop what you're doing, and bask in their glory. Do us all a favor and subscribe. Congratulations, you got here. Now subscribe and support. Thanks. Hello and welcome to the NXT Wrestle Talk podcast review. Is that what we're calling it? You sound confused. I'm very this confused. Is this is off so bad. <laughs> it's the premiere episode. <laughs> well, I mean, they had one Wrestle Talk podcast already. Yeah, true. Yeah, and so we're, it's we're the premiere episode second. of this one. That's true, yeah. Without Not... Luke's guiding <laughs> hand on the tiller. <laughs> and immediately we've gone adrift. It's gone terribly, yeah. yeah. Tits north. No. Nup? Nup. Nup. I was going to say... Nip, uh, no, I wanted to nips say, up. What I wanted to say was nipples north, but uh, <laughs> what I said is tits nup. <laughs> tits nip. Um, yeah, so this is what it's going to be every week now. It's mm-hmm. going to be me and you doing NXT stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I'm joined by El Fagador Laurie Blake. Hey. I should probably mention that. I'm Pete Quinnell. I didn't mention that either. God, for God's sake. This is good. This is a good oh, intro. Welcome to the true alternative. <laughs> The true alternative. It's not what you wanted. <laughs> the true alternative to the Wrestle Talk podcast is the bad version of uh-huh. the Wrestle yeah, Talk yeah. podcast. This is what it's like when else. it's unpolished. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, we've not got any emails from people because it's the first one. Uh. So in the future, ladies and gents, boys and girls, uh, send in your emails to Pete at WrestleTalk.com and we'll read them. Not only on the NXT Wrestle Talk podcast, but also the SmackDown Wrestle Talk podcast, because I'm going to be doing that one too with someone else. Mm. Yeah. Um, so Who? Whomst? I don't know. Oh. You tell me. I don't know. Cool. I've been doing the editors. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> not doing the personnel on the screen. <laughs> it's not my job. Uh, I believe he's actually been mentioned a few times on the podcast anyways. So. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, podcast people can know because <laughs> they're know anyways. My friend Dave is going to be oh, here Dave. doing uh, yeah, doing the SmackDown who, podcast with me. Who the hell so, is Dave? I don't know. Just Dave and he. Oh, nepotism. I know. Yeah, <laughs> such <laughs> nepotism. My friend. That is that nepotism. Yeah, I guess so. I thought it was just more like familial. Nipple, was nepotism? Nippletism. Nippletism. <laughs> Nipples nor for pism. <laughs> This is the kind of quality content you're going to get on the This is terrible. Um, Uh, Have you seen any films? Any films ever? Ever, yeah. Uh, Yeah, I mean, that's the kind of thing me and Luke normally talk about, so I'm just trying. (laughs) I saw the film Hustlers this week. Uh, Oh, that's the one with J-Lo's ass in it. Yeah, Yeah. and that's how Ollie said as well um, (laughs) when I said, "What? I'm seeing this film this week. And he went, that's the one with J-Lo's ass. And yes, J-Lo's ass (laughs) is in it. Heavily. Is it a good butt? Uh... Yeah, like yeah. it's she defies age. That woman, she does, doesn't she? She's like fifty, isn't she? Her and, and Mariah Carey. Yeah, she just defy age. Mariah Carey does it, I think, through a series oh. of surgeries. Well, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like J Lo's unreal in it. There's, a, there's yeah. the, like the opening scene is girl goes into starts working in the new strip club, etc. J Lo comes out to do her like spot her dance because mm-hmm. she is the like the queen bee of the the strippers backstage. Mm-hmm. And she just does this dance in this like candy floss costume thing. Whew. I was like, good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> is it hot in this cinema or is it just me? And they're like, God, I hope there's a plot to this. Because <laughs> otherwise this is going to make me seem like a pervert. <laughs> otherwise this bonus for no reason. Yeah. yeah. It was actually, actually a really good film, I thought. Yeah? yeah, it's actually really, it's like fun. It's quite funny. Um, it was all based on an article in The Cut. Um, the and, and the cut, <laughs> fortunately not the cut. Uh, yeah, all based on an article, article in the cut where, uh, and it's based on a true story where this w- woman went and interviewed um, an ex stripper who basically they they kind of after the Wall Street crash, strip clubs went down the pan basically because yeah. there weren't these guys on these crazy salaries anymore to just go in and splurge loads on strippers to be like, I just play with money all day. <laughs> the Wolf of Wall Street. And they also yeah. stopped the midget tossing and all that oh, other, you know, all the fun shocking. stuff. Yeah. Bloody Wall they... Street crash. Am I right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they, they, they sort of couldn't do, like, they weren't making any money. So they thought, mm. okay, well, these girls went out fishing, as they called it, in which they would go out and find someone to come into the club and then spend loads of money on strippers. Mm. Um, and then they just took that that little step further where they started drugging people and then taking them to the club and getting them to spend money on strippers and racking up their credit cards and stuff. And like this, oh. these, this little sort of cohort of ex-strippers who were now just thinking they're entrepreneurs were just making loads and loads of bank off <laughs> sleazy dudes like yeah that sounds fun yeah I mean, yeah it's, a, it's an interesting film <laughs> interesting being it's the operative in- word yeah it's an interesting film and it's uh there's a lot less stripping in it than you you would have thought oh really yeah yeah oh, that's, that's my review yeah yeah <laughs> so i'm not gonna go see it then <laughs> no, i'd go see the first 10 minutes yeah 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 and, and then it's about right i'm out and then yeah well that's about as long as it takes hey hey <laughs> Yeah, no, I've not seen anything lately in the uh, in the old cinema. Mm. Um, but I think I'm I've got plans. Nope, I'm nope. I'm trying to think of films that we wanted to watch, and that's like way in the past. It's like Toy Story four and Spider Man Far From Home. That I still haven't seen yet. <laughs> so I really need to get round to I'm that. Gonna see but... Joker on Monday. I'm looking forward to that. Oh yeah, Joker. I'm of interested course. to see with Joker because it's that kind of thing where everyone is still quite hyped for it, mm-hmm. but. 
there was that initial spate of people who'd seen it at the Venice Film Festival and it won the Golden Lion and all this big talk about Wacky and Phoenix being up for an Oscar probably for his performance mm-hmm. and stuff. And then the second wave of people all went to see it like last week. Yeah, like press screenings. And stuff the press screenings than, yeah. and the reviews and all that stuff coming out of that is saying it's maybe a little too far mm-hmm. and it's a little too uh, reveling in the psychosis of this man. Exactly, yeah. To which Todd Phillips was like, woke culture ruined everything, didn't it? <laughs> Absolute bloody avocado eating snowflakes. You can't make a film about a legit madman anymore without... And portray him as the hero. Come yeah. on now. Oh, God. God. <laughs> you idiots. <laughs> Some psychopaths are fine, okay? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that's fair. To be fair, I think that's... It's, it's one of those things where... Maybe I'd, I won't know how I feel till I see it, obviously. But I yeah. think, you know, presenting him as the hero, it's meant to make you feel uncomfortable. And sometimes feeling uncomfortable in films is the point. Yeah. And I think some people forget that as like they, they watch things and be like, oh, that was uncomfortable. That's bad. That means that's bad. And it's like, no, that's mm-hmm. the point. Like, you know, yeah. you, you're not supposed you're not supposed to watch the human centipede and go, oh, that looks good. Might <laughs> what try a, that. What this a week. fun experiment. Yeah, what a great idea. <laughs> I, th- I think that's God, science of- classes have got boring <laughs> these days, haven't they? <laughs> I think that's my uh, that's my outset when I watch horror movies. It's like I am scared, therefore bad. Yeah, which is, which is obviously the wrong way to watch it. But I just don't like being scared. If it scared. scared you, it's done its job. That's the right? point like, of it. Yeah. yeah. So that like I can appreciate. You are worse though. Honestly. I am absolutely. Yeah. So that's like I can appreciate it as a very good film mm-hmm. because I enjoyed the film. I just don't like being scared. Therefore, I didn't enjoy watching it. But it still doesn't mean it's a bad movie. I just don't like being scared. It's still a very good movie. So I don't know whether... Obviously, we haven't seen it yet, so we can't comment. But I wonder if that's kind of the same deal with Joker in that makes you uncomfortable. Good. Thumbs up. That's that's what it's supposed to do. That kind of same yeah. logic, I guess. I think it's, I think, the, I think the idea that they're trying to get... Maybe the idea they're trying to get across is the, the fact that you should be, as an audience, torn because... There is a sympathetic side to characters who are... There's normally a sympathetic side to characters in superhero franchises to make them fall... Like, not many people are just out-and-out out bad. Mm-hmm. Like, you've got serial killer criminal things. But, like, even 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 in, like, crime dramas, serial killers normally have a backstory that's like they, you know, they had an abusive childhood. Mm-hmm. There's a reason people become sociopathic, psychopathic, and... That's maybe the exploration of it, and that 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 bit, that little sort of bubble that they can exist in there. It's okay to be like that. Be sympathetic. Yeah, it's all the stuff they do afterwards that's not sympathetic. That's you know abhorrent. what I mean? It's yeah, like, exactly. It's how you take. It's how you react to the bad things that happen to you is the way you should be judged. Mm-hmm. Potentially, exactly. Yeah. Um, but enough talk about death and stuff. Let's talk about NXT. Let's get into the show where we're going to be talking about a major NXT star returning from injury. Here's the show. But let's start with the major talking point, I think, from what was an amazing, amazing episode of NXT. Not a competition. But they really did. It's definitely not a, not a war. <laughs> Knock it out of the park. Man. It was incredible. Um, I think topped off by the very final shot of the night, which is <coughs> this one that's mm-hmm. on the screen right now. Uh, we had. Uh, should we talk about the main event first? And yeah, leading no, into talk, this. We'll yeah, talk about the main event leading into so this. It was the tag team match, tag team championship match between mm-hmm. the undisputed era, the champions, and the Street Profits. I mean, you, you who mean were the, the when I say street, you, you say, say profits. profits. Street, street. 
Profits. Terrible. Wally? Wally? Wally. Where's Wally? That blooming Wally. (laughs) It doesn't work for an American audience. Where's Waldo? Yeah, I know. Where's Wally over here? Wally's a silly person in the UK. It is. He's a silly person. He's a silly person. Anywho, Street Profits came up with Wally. Wally. Mm -hmm. Wally uh, came out with him. They had a fun entrance. Undisputed Era came out. Kyle O'Reilly playing his belt. Missed it. (sighs) So good. So good. They proceeded to have a very, very fun match, which was slightly plagued by ad breaks, but to be expected when they're on a TV show. Mm. Uh, it was a really, really fun match. Uh, it came towards the end, though, and it looked like the Street Profits were gearing up for the victory. Uh, they had all sorts of fun things back and forth. Uh, Dawkins came in and had a really fun hot tag and hit spears and all sorts of stuff. It looked like they were setting up for a blockbuster, and uh, Undisputed managed to counter that. They had a fun spot where... Uh, Fish uh, dived off the top rope and missed as he as uh, uh, Dawkins dived for a tag, and yeah, then that was uh, weird. That was and then weird F- Ford immediately went for a frog splash onto the now prone uh, Fish. That was fun. Uh, Ford hit an absurd dive over the actual corner post. It was the old ricochet spot, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, literally straight over the corner post into the corner, almost taking out everyone in the barricade, which was really fun. But then after that, Street Profits were on a roll. Out came bloody Roddy Strong. Oh, you, you Roddy Strong. Came in, uh, North American champion Roderick Strong, came out and he grabbed the leg of one of the Street Profits, which probably should have been a DQ. Yeah, I didn't get this bit because the referee was looking directly at him. Yeah. And I feel like, like the rule isn't, it's not if you attack them, is it? I feel like the no. rule is if you genuinely, if you lay hands on them mm-hmm. to stop something happening. Yes. That's a DQ. That's a DQ. That's what I feel like is a DQ. Yeah. If you interrupt the match with physical contact, yeah. that's a DQ. Like if, if say, uh, because Dawkins gets up and hits the spear, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. After that on the apron to Roddy. Yes. Knocking him out. Yeah. Um, if that had happened, that mm-hmm. would have been fine. Because yeah. it's fine if you attack the person interfe- at ringside. But if they attack you, the match is over. Correct. Or they do... like, And this was... You know, this felt like it he was... He grabbed his leg. Was, that yeah. was an interference. So it probably should have been a DQ. Same as when people pull... Like, they pull you off a pin or whatever. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, that's seen by the referee. That's also yeah. a DQ. That's a DQ. Yeah. I don't know. It was still... It didn't spoil the match. For no, me. it definitely didn't. It's a, it's a massive nitpick. Aside from that, Strong grabs the grabs a leg, runs a distraction... Uh, Undisputed Era come back in, hit the high-low, and they retain the NXT Tag Team Championships. Undisputed Era, spoilers, still holding all the gold at the end of this episode. It's great. The three of them, O'Reilly, Fish, and Strong in the ring, holding up their championships. Out comes Adam Cole onto the stage, holding up his still NXT championship. They're all celebrating. Everyone's having a good time. It was such a weird little setup as well to be like, they were in the ring being like, yeah, but they were doing it at the ramp. And then Adam Cole was like, right back at you. Like, yeah. Really... Instead of coming out to celebrate with his team yeah, in the ring. Yeah, coming out to help. Like when he yeah. was like, we all need yeah. to concentrate on helping earlier in the show. And he mm-hmm. didn't want to. Yeah. Um, but it's fine. But I'll forgive yeah, them. It was fine. Uh, so here, they're all celebrating. Everyone's having a good time. Oh, it's the end of the show. Just kidding. No, it's not. We've got one more surprise in store because boop, boop, boop. It's Tommaso Bloody Champa. He comes out. Where there's no one will survive music. Laurie's very happy about it. Yeah. And he came out and just started walking very slowly, very purposefully up to Adam Cole. And he's just staring at the NXT Championship. Walked around Cole, just staring at the title. Came back and then at the very end, just looked up into Cole's eyes. And it goes off the air. Awesome! 
Yeah, I thought this was great. Like this was like great character work. I think from both guys, like Tommaso Ciampa continuing his obsession with Goldie, mm-hmm. uh, and just like returning, walking out. All he wants to do is look at the belt and be like, "That's mine." Adam Cole's face here was a picture. Like he, you can see here, like he looks a mm-hmm. bit. He's looking uh, determined there, but he looked pretty scared before that because he'd already had some interruptions this evening. And Indeed, he did. Proved it, like, and also proved himself pretty handily in one match. But this is the big one for him. This is the you are a pretender to this throne because mm-hmm. I never got dethroned. Tommaso Ciampa can say, you know, that yeah. is that it's that kind of thing. It's like this is the guy who was on top returning to legitimately be like, I am still the champion. Yeah, and and that's it. And Champa came out and immediately inserted himself mm. right back where he was, which is a relief for on my part, because I was, part of me was kind of dreading that he'd come back and go like, North American Championship. Like, ah, come on, Champa. Yeah, or just, <laughs> oh, Johnny Gargano again. Yeah, yeah. Hope, luckily, he didn't do any of that. Straight back for the NXT Championship, retaining, like you said, that character work, going straight for Adam Cole, they never really had a feud, Cole and Champa before, oh, so for that. excited for that. Uh, yeah, this was this was awesome. This was such a great way to end the show because you end the show going, oh my God, this crazy thing, yeah. rather than just like, instead of being like, as great as it is to end on a really good match, and you, you end, end the night going, oh, what a great match. This one was like, oh, what a great match. And this other thing. It's mm-hmm. like it takes the end of the show to another level. So then when you leave the show, you think, wow, what a show that was. Yeah. And I think it's, it's that interesting uh, dynamic here as well. Because, yeah, you can do the big Champa return and you can be like, well, there's a cold Champa match on the cards. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. But because of something that happened earlier in the show, the dynamic is completely different. This is, this is a, a world of possibilities because... We'll talk about it later, but Finn Balor returns earlier in the show and says yes, he he's does. back in NXT, and he returns in a segment with Cole. Yep. So Adam Cole is now under siege from Finn Balor, the longest reigning NXT champion in history, mm-hmm. and Tommaso Ciampa, the undefeated last NXT champion before Johnny before yeah. Adam. Like, yes. you know, th- he, he's got two contenders for his title. So this either sets up a... Balor and Champa match, which I really want to see, to decide yes, who is the actual first in line number one contender. Mm-hmm. Or it sets up a triple threat mm-hmm. title picture in which all three guys are going to put on some amazing matches. Yeah, I mean, I'm so down for literally any combination they go for in the future. I'm so down for whether they do uh, Champa versus Cole, thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cole versus Balor, thumbs up. Uh, Cole versus Champa versus Balor. Thumbs up. If they do Cole versus Balor versus Champa versus Riddle versus Dane, also thumbs up. I don't care where they go from here. I'm probably going to like it. Yeah, and I think the, the interesting thing, I think, about this whole NXT show and this ending specifically is this is a takeover ending. This yes. is a Champa walks out is a Champa walks out to appear on stage is kind of like your ultimate takeover ending. And also probably when I would have redebuted him had we not been going like live and there being really big important shows you mm-hmm. would have just had Champa come out at the end of a takeover at the end of a title match didn't do it after s- the end credits logo though did he <clears throat> come on no. that's your thing Champa yeah but you can't up. do that on TV people aren't you used to do that. that people might be like oh, alright it's done now <laughs> yeah, like, done you know now. you can't treat like pay-per-views people are like I paid for this I need to wait yeah, yeah. for the money every second yeah exactly yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and I just I just think that this this had the feeling of that mini takeover. It was like mm-hmm. three huge title matches, huge returns, ending on a champer staring down the champion shot. It it just had like it didn't do massive amounts of build for any of these stories, but it just suggested that these stories are coming up, mm-hmm. which I think is enough like pete dunn going to program with damian priest which will you know we'll get onto the full show in a minute but there's there were so many little bits of story and little angles and feuds that can spin out of the whole thing Mm -hmm. while still resolving these feuds they set up quite quickly in time for this show to be like well we need big things to happen so we're going to give the street profits their rematch we're going to get Candice LeRae into the number one contendership we're going to have matt riddle go for the nxt championship those little bits feel kind of resolved here. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't necessarily know if Candice LeRae, Shayna Baszler will carry on or Matt Riddle, Adam Cole will carry on. But I was happy enough with those matches and happy enough to see those guys rotate out for a bit and then come back in later once we've moved on with whatever the story is that we're going to tell with the titles going forward. Exactly. I think that's one of the main things for me about this show is that it's so refreshing to see NXT not do the same feuds time and time and time again. That's the first time that Riddle's gone for the NXT Championship. It's the first time that Candice LeRae's gone for the Women's Championship. You have all these new contenders Mm -hmm. cycling in and out and it keeps the show feeling fresh all the time. So even if they go back to something they've already done. If they do another Cole Riddle match, mm. I don't really care. That's oh, the thing. Not after that one. Like, it, I, I'm still going to enjoy it. And then after that, if they go back to Cole Gargano, I'm still going to enjoy that because it's been a while since Gargano's had an NXT Championship match. So having these feuds rotate round instead of doing the same one for like four months on end is so much better. Mm-hmm. And, and they've got so much star power and their roster is so deep that they've got enough stars to keep that rotating and not feel like they're undermining the title at any point because you say yeah. well this is probably the biggest star at the time like Riddle you think oh he's probably one of the biggest stars in NXT then they have Champ you go oh he's one of the biggest stars in NXT and then you have someone like Balor oh one of the biggest stars in NXT it's yeah, like it's yeah. always one of the top guys going for the title and it never feels like they've got like oh they're pushing a mid carder into the main event or anything like that it always feels justified what's that thing if, if they're, if they're going to do five takeovers a year say now mm-hmm. I think that's about the number um but they have a, a weekly TV show. We're not going to fall into that same trap that we did with NXT TV where it's all placeholder until takeover stuff because it's in front of a live audience. You're going to want to say things like next week NXT championship match between these two giants mm-hmm. and everything feels like it actually has stakes. Yeah, no titles changed hands in this show, like in the show last night. But it still felt like they could and it was close enough and it felt like it was it was worthy of the spot. It didn't feel like some of the matches where it's Johnny Gargano versus... Johnny Gargano, the champion, versus random dude. Who, <laughs> yeah. who will win? Like, <laughs> yeah. It felt like everyone was in with a legitimate shot. And like, if we can keep that momentum of like the people in the title pitches always feel like they stand a chance. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't change the belt until you are sure you want the right person in there. As long as it feels like it's a competition then it's so worth watching. Exactly. It's the same thing as uh, New Japan does it very, very well. When they always have so many different contenders for their top championship, they won't change the belt very often, but it always feels like they might win it here. It's like there's always that that thought in the back of your mind. It's like they won't change it, but they could. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of the same feeling that we're getting from NXT now when they have so many stars in so many good positions that any single title match they're in, you always feel like, 
there's a chance. Yeah. Well, it's a marked difference from uh, the Raws and Smackdowns of the world in which the people who aren't the champion don't have any momentum. Exactly. Because the champion has all the momentum. And therefore, you just go, well, they're not going to win. They're mm-hmm. not going to win. They're not going to win. Every time I see, like, I was guessing Riddle wasn't going to win in this mm-hmm. match on last night's show. But, I mean, during the match, I was like, yeah, I feel he's probably going to yeah, win. this. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, big opening of the show, big title change. That'd mm-hmm. be amazing. Yeah, it would be great. Yeah. And with uh, uh, my wrestling friend group that we got, we always do predictions for stuff. And because this was such a big NXT, mm-hmm. we actually did predictions for the show for the four matches that we knew were happening, the three title matches and Gargano versus Thorn uh, were the matches we knew were happening. And um, I predicted all of them correctly because I'm great. Shame I can't do that for Wrestle League. Um, but... A lot of my friends were like, no, I think LeRae's going to win and Shane is going to go up to SmackDown. And I was like, oh my God, that's totally, that could totally happen. Mm-hmm. Like that with the draft coming and everything. And then they were just like, oh yeah, I think uh, Profit's going to win it back off here. I was like, they could totally do that as well. I was like, it, it was so close. And when I was watching the show this morning, I really loved the show, mainly because I got all my predictions right. But it was also a great show. But when I was watching it, I was like, oh, Profit's going on last. They're going to win. Mm. But it just never came to fruition that way. And I celebrate with Wale. (laughs) We got the smoke. We finally got the smoke. We got the smoke. Lads, we got the smoke that we were asking for. Jesus, yeah. Just pop down to the smoke store and grab some. (laughs) Is the smoke the belt? I don't know. I don't know. I think it. What is the smoke? I think it means they want to fight. I think. think. I think it means they want, like, the people talking about them. I want all the smoke. Oh, maybe. They want smoke up their butts. Yeah. Is that what I'd, it is? Yeah, that's the thing about smoke, isn't it? You don't, yeah. There's no smoke without fire. That's true. And you don't want smoke blowing up your ass. Yeah. It's not, yeah. Yeah. Difficult. Anyway, I got sidetracked from my point. But uh, <laughs> anyway, yes, it, it, it just goes to show that you could predict this show basically any way. And it could be legitimate. At any point, you could have titles changing hands. And that's great for a weekly TV show because you never know what's going to happen. And it will make people want to watch more. Yeah, I definitely want to watch more of this. Exactly. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. 
For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. And let's get on to some super chats, which we've got a few here. Uh, Limps comes in to say, hello, lads. Spoiler-free thoughts. You can tell by the smile on wrestler's face post-promo that wrestler's gender pronoun misses the place. Cheers. That's referring to big old daddy Champa. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I, I think you could tell. When he came out and he was started looking down Cole, he just had that tiny little grin on the side of his face. I was like, oh, it's great to see him back. so happy to be back, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was awesome to see. He's um, worked hard to get back as well. Like, oh, you know, so hard. Like, yeah. Yeah, it, it's just awesome to see Champer again. I love him, and he's in like impeccable shape as well. Yeah, that's a, yeah, always is. Every Co- time comes he goes, back he goes away injured, and he comes back stronger. He's he just like, needs to get injured more often. Like the bionic <laughs> man. Um, Bradley Fetzer says, "I think the OC with Finn should have attacked Undisputed Era." Yeah, um, I d- I don't know if I could see AJ Styles going to NXT. That's the thing. I was kind of expecting more more crossover. Like I was mm. expecting, like Finn Balor is obviously like a big deal, but That's I was I was deal. like, then it was just like this random selection of people in the crowd. It was like yeah. Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, uh, Mark Henry, oh yeah, Alundra Blaze, Stephanie McMahon. It was yep. like Becky Lynch. Where's Becky Lynch? Where's yeah. Seth? Where's like you know? Mm-hmm. If you're just gonna just fly them in for like they don't have to do anything. They just have to be there. Yeah to wave at people and say hi. Like, even some of the lower tier people who've gone up from NXT to Raw and SmackDown, like, mm-hmm. Ricochet would have got an amazing... Oh, yeah. Just to be great. in the crowd and wave at people. The the the, the War Raiders. Yeah. Like, the we're not calling them Viking that. Raiders? Is that what they are now? I, I genuinely get still get confused. I think it's the Viking Raiders. Viking yeah. Raiders. Is it? I don't know. What are they called? Um, what, are they, what are they called, chat? I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I think the... the um, uh, I completely forgot what I was going to say. There was someone... I, it was a really funny joke that I had of someone that was going to be in the crowd, and now I've forgotten. So I'm just going to move on. I, think, I but hate it. I think you can play into Finn returning, though, because like the, the, the Undisputed Era could fall apart. We yeah. could see Adam Cole die again. <laughs> and Finn Balor could be the one to do it. And oh, God. be the leader of the Undisputed Era. Oh, God. On Imagine that, that. On that long-needed heel turn that yeah. Finn Balor has needed for ages. Yeah. Or just Balor just joins. This is the thing. Ba- oh. Balor, can, Balor can ride the little wave of being Finn Balor in NXT mm-hmm. for a while now, I think. And he doesn't have to change his character very much. No. On Raw and SmackDown, he needed a character change badly, I think. Mm-hmm. To not be a loser. Not really. <laughs> yeah. Number one. Start winning matches. Uh, number one on the list. Don't lose your matches. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like he can he can ride the wave of being like a really super over babyface in NXT for a bit. But I really really want to see heel Finn Balor. So do I. That would be great. And I think if you want like if you wanted to switch it up and you wanted to move Cole on, send him somewhere else. Finn Balor is your man to take Cole's spot in the undisputed era because I think as heels, they have a similar vibe. Yeah. They really do. Yeah, that'd be great. I mean, we'll talk more about Balor uh, when mm-hmm. we come on to the rest of the show. Um, Jobber JJ, Ollie Davidson, number one fan, says, Riddle versus Cole should have been on a takeover and not the opening match on a TV show. Will slash R takeovers beginning to be an afterthought? 
No. No. That's what I say to that. I think we're more likely to get... Uh, the, the regular NXT programming, I think, on USA is more likely to be like the previous two weeks of programming that we've had. Mm-hmm. But if you took those two hours in which on the first week the... Uh, the USA half was pretty boring, and the second half on NXT was really interesting. Last week, the USA half was really good, and the NXT half was really boring. Yeah, I think if you take something like that and you mix it up, the order, mm-hmm. so it builds from like a big opening segment and a huge main event into and something good in the middle to like a couple of fillery matches mm-hmm. with people like of a lower tier than Pete Dunne. Yeah, um, I think that's going to be more likely the. Uh, the tone overall of NXT. Yeah. But I think you will have these stand, like, like we were saying earlier, I think you will have these standout matches like Cole and Riddle because, because it's weekly and you need to have an audience turn up every week to keep your spot on television in America because mm-hmm. they like to cancel things at a moment notice. <laughs> yeah. Like you've got to pre-program for these big matches that are going to knock the socks off and especially when AEW's over on the other channel. Exactly, yeah. And I mean, th- this was an exceptional episode mm-hmm. because, and I mean that not as in it was really good as in it was an exception because it's the first one against AEW and they wanted to go all out with it so they did these massive matches. Plus, I don't think this is the last riddle Cole match we're ever going to see. We could still totally see that on a TakeOver. Yeah. So I don't think TakeOvers are an afterthought. I think they just wanted this episode to be knock your socks off brilliant, which they did. Yeah, so, I think it was the, mi- the mini TakeOver vibe they yeah. were aiming for. For sure. So let's get into the main portion of the show. So, uh, NXT opened up with a really cool video package. Shocker, WWE can do really good video packages. It was great. Showed we are NXT, all that stuff. All the, you know, the Triple H verbiage, NXT. Mm -hmm. It was Corey Taylor from Slipknot doing the voiceover. Yeah, did the voiceover, which was... Fun, which I, I think, uh, but again, it's nice. It's that like it was that thing of Slipknot of the title song. Mm-hmm. It's nice that they have given their song to a program they actually like. You know, yeah. like like, yeah, like yeah. you get all that. You know, we're so thankful for Billie Eilish giving us her song for NXT Takeover. She see me in a crown. I'm sure Billie Eilish doesn't care. I mean, from her music, she doesn't care about much. <laughs> she doesn't care uh, about anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah I think it's nice that Corey Corey Taylor clearly has a passion for mm. wrestling yeah that's great and now has a brand that he's associated with I think mm-hmm. that's really cool yeah opening video package was rad came into Mauro Ranallo who was standing there with a microphone called it combat action instead of sports entertainment really much prefer combat action mm. should use that all the time because despite sports entertainment having the word sports in it Combat action feels much more sportsy. Well, this is a cl- yeah, and this is the weird thing. This is this is Triple H trying to differentiate his product even from the rules and Smackdowns yeah. of the world. He's trying to say like this is yeah, it's a WWE product, but this is much more the the vision of the future that everyone wanted when people were talking about indie wrestling and all that yeah. kind of stuff. He he's trying to say this is the you know it's not indie wrestling. It's not indie wrestling, and it's not. Uh, Japanese style wrestling or any of these other styles of wrestling it's combat action it is its own thing yep it's it's just it is interesting to him to be like no we've we've named it our own thing now yeah it's yeah. A, it's the same way that Vince made it sports entertainment Triple H is like hmm combat action that's mine now yeah <laughs> But I prefer, like, I really prefer it. Oh, like, yeah, me too. Massively so. Um, Marrow then announces that the first, which I believe was already announced, the first 30 minutes of the show will be ad-free, which sounds like a really, really good thing. That's great. First 30 minutes, ad-free, cool. Then you realize that they're going to 
tail end all of the adverts into the last mm-hmm. half of the show. There were a lot of adverts after that first 30 minutes. Oh, yeah. Goodness me, there were a lot of adverts. Um, anywho, we opened up with the first... Do you want a uh, dollop of Daisy? <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, that was a recurring or, one, wasn't it? Or a chalupa. Or a chalupa, yeah. Uh, but then we have the opening contest, which was Matt Riddle versus Adam Cole for the NXT Championship. Yeah. Uh, Matt Riddle came out, uh, gave a fist bump to William Regal. Big Willie Regal. Really like that. Uh, okay, bro. <laughs> have a lovely time. I, I can't imagine Regal saying bro. Yeah. That's like the opposite of Regal. Yeah. Um, um, okay, my brother. <laughs> I was going to say broski. See you later, old bean. <laughs> um, but on the street. <laughs> Riddle came out having a lot of fun with his entrance. Crowd was super into it, chanting bro with him. He sent his uh, flip-flops uh, into orbit. He just... did. They <laughs> went miles away. Like, he kicked him and they went off the camera shot. You just couldn't see him anymore. It was great. Um, Adam Cole came out again. Massive ovation for him. Doing his usual thing. Undisputed Era. All that stuff. I hit my microphone. Sorry. Um, and Cole's wrist is ticked up from uh, the previous week when Riddle hit, uh, did the Fujiwara armbar on him. Mm-hmm. And the commentary were putting over that he has a fractured wrist. But he's been medically ca- cleared Did for the contest. As long as he wears the cast. Which I feel like is contradictory, but that's okay. But Riddle didn't give him any time to think, though, did he? Because Riddle came oh, no. out like a, a house on fire and yes. just went straight for him. Hit like... Triple gut wrenches, I think. No, just like it, three, it was like takedowns. A downs, series of yeah. three waist lock takedowns. And yeah. then just went for the arm bar. Yeah. But that pace that they started out with just didn't stop. There was no point where anyone was like, oh, we're just going to think and breathe and have a little rest hold. It was the whole match was just, I kick you, you kick me. I kick you, you kick me. Panama Sunrise. <laughs> like that, and that was, that was, that was, it was just like this one-upmanship game. There was this amazing sequence in which uh, Riddle does the step up flash knee. Mm-hmm. Cole takes it, bounces off the ropes, Enziguri. Yep. As he lands, Riddle scoops him up, gut wrench German. Yep. Dumping Cole on his head, and I was like, "He's dead." Huge and then, release, and German. Then, 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 he just rolls over, and as Cole, as Riddle goes to get him, he's just like Ushigaroshi. Like, I was like, <laughs> "What? What is happening?" Yeah. It was literally. We can't go through every spot in this match because, like you said, such a fast pace, and this match goes about twenty minutes. Yeah. And it just doesn't stop. It's so fast. So many spots coming back and forth. I've literally written here, I can barely keep up with my notes. That's yeah, how just, fast this I match was. Stop taking them at some yeah. point. And then I just reverted to capitals, just saying, this is so good. Amazing sequence. Um, uh, Matt R- uh, Riddle looked like he had the match won. Went for the floating bro. Uh, but um, uh, Cole got his knees up. Hit a Panama Sunrise again, <laughs> probably. Yeah. It was a great near fall. Uh, crowd chanting fight forever. There was amazing sequence where Cole looked like he had lost because Riddle uh, counters the Panama Sunrise with a bro to sleep, hits a powerbomb, then a knee, uh, then a floating bro, and then Riddle, uh, and then um, Cole kicks out. Yeah. I was like, what is happening? How did you just kick out out of like five big moves in a row? Yeah. It was absurd. That looked like a final statement on the match. It was like, that's the ending sequence. And then Cole just kicked out. I lost my mind mm. when I was watching this. It was amazing. And then finally, we got to the ending sequence. There's a Panama Sunrise. There was a bro mission. Went straight into the Fujiwara armbar. Cole got out. He went into another Fujiwara armbar and the other arm. Cole got out of that. Hit a super kick, hit the last shot, and Cole retains the title. Clocked him with this. Oh, man. What a bloody match. Yeah. 
It was incre- genuinely incredible. It was. It was amazing. And it was it was it looked like Cole survived Riddle. Yes. And that is a story they've told with Matt Riddle before. People survive Matt Riddle. You don't beat Matt Riddle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, Cole had to use the cast, which yeah. was always going to come into play when he was wearing it. But it was it was done so well. It was the it was like the Cole has had this brilliant bit of character development where like he he will cheat to win, mm-hmm. but only as the very last, 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 last resort. And now he's got a lot to lose. Like for the since when he was the NXT champion, he was winning going out and winning matches under his own volition. No real help from the era, etc. Now they've all got this prophecy going on. The stakes are so much higher for any mm-hmm. one of them to lose the title. So here he's willing to, I'm going to clock you with the cast. Yeah. And then take the last shot victory, which later in the show he meets with Kathy Kelly and goes like, yeah, well, I finished him with the last shot. It wasn't the cast. Anyway, yeah, it like, wasn't the cast. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, not I loved it. I thought like it's an interesting difference to AEW's opening as well to be like, this is the this is our most important this is a high stakes match for our most important championship. Mm-hmm. It goes 20 minutes without interruption. You have to be here and you have to stick around because on the other channel, yeah, Cody's facing Sammy Guevara, but yeah, sure. Big whoop. Who's Sammy <laughs> Guevara? Like, you know, but that, that is, I think Cody's a really big name, but Cody has done this. I'm having the match with the younger talent who mm-hmm. takes me to the limit thing twice now. Yeah. So, this felt like a no we really want to win this we want to win this ratings war that Mm -hmm. we've imagined uh yes by putting this on i I just think that that it was such a it was much more of a not cutthroat maybe but it was a very tv decision to be like well we're gonna front load our show with the thing that's like you have to stay for this yeah exactly and to make it ad free as well it makes people not flick the channel during the ad break, so they're just staying and watching the whole match, yeah. which was you know and you a great to stick choice. Through all the chalupas later, exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, but then yeah, Cole celebrating in the ring, uh, everyone putting over, still got the title, prophecy still alive, blah 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 blah, and then out of nowhere, Finn Balor's music hits. I lost my mind when that <laughs> when that happened. Literally, I was sitting alone at home watching this this morning. And I, in my seat, was just watching, taking notes. I was saying, I literally wrote down, Jesus Christ, what a match. And then my next one, all in capitals, is Finn Balor, what the F, are you serious? Mm-hmm. I was sitting there, I literally just went, <gasps> like, that, like, properly, like, lost my mind that Balor was back in NXT. Because Balor in NXT, when he was NXT champion, that's my NXT. That's when <laughs> I started watching NXT weekly. That was when I was hooked on NXT. So for him to be back, for me, that is, like... The biggest return they could have possibly done for NXT is Balor coming back, and they did it, and I'm so bloody happy. Well, he wasn't being used anywhere else, was he? So uh, yeah, it's, exactly. well, I, I just think it's worth it. Like, it's, you know, Finn Balor's a guy that they've clearly lost... Vince has clearly lost confidence in after his injury when he won the Universal title. So mm-hmm. why not send him back to NXT where he can and already is a legitimate champion? Exactly. He came straight in, walked straight up to Cole, crowd going mental for Balor being back. Eventually, after the crowd calmed down, he just says, as of now, Finn Balor is NXT. And I was like, oh, my God, yes. Give me more of this. Inject it into my eyes. <laughs> God, I love this so much. He's like, he. I think he's just, it's just such good. He's such a good pick for that roster yeah. right now as yeah. well. Just to be like, you know, because also he's not, he's not Tyler Breeze. He's not going to be like return, get the big pop. 
be like, well, we're now just going to give you your gimmick from the main roster. <laughs> yeah. Why would you ever do? Why would you ever do that? I like, don't know. Yeah. But hopefully now this means we're going to get to see proper Finn Balor in NXT. We get to see another Takeover Demon entrance, which mm-hmm. I always love. Mm-hmm. Can't wait for that. Maybe it's only you know one before his gimmick changes or something. I don't know whether they're going to stick with the whole demon thing. Who knows? But Finn Balor being back in NXT, going straight into the NXT title picture, challenge facing Cole and challenging him to saying, I'm in NXT, by the way. Hiya. <laughs> and then walks off. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely well, loved it. Well, the amazing thing with that is it's a pocket match that when you hear that AEW is doing something really big down the line, you can just go, yeah, we've got Finn Balor versus Adam Cole this week. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> don't know, turn up if yeah. you want. Yeah, and, th- and then it's just like uh, AEW respond with a bigger match. They go, he's going to be the demon. Yeah. <laughs> just, oh, yeah, yeah, just add yeah. the extra he's layer on it. the demon, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, c- I can't say the praises enough of Balor being back in NXT. It was great. Uh, then came next was a video package for Shayna Baszler versus Candice LeRae, which is really fun. Just displayed the whole feud and how they got to that point. And then we see both of them training backstage. Um, Shayna's one looked really, really cool. She was with the other um, the other two of the four horsewomen, uh, Marina Shafir and Jasmine Duke. And uh, she was just going ham with these like boxing gloves and stuff. It looked really, really and then cool. Doing the little lockups. Yeah, doing like lockups and the stuff lock-up like that. Hugs. I don't know what they are. Yeah, I don't know what they are, but it looks I cool. What, I don't know what it does. Yeah, I have no idea either. They but it looks cool. It. it doesn't matter. It looks cool. Um, so yeah, uh, both of them getting ready for their match. Then Velveteen Dreams music hits, and you can see him on the stage with a brand new couch that he's got oh, from yeah. somewhere because his other one got burned. DFS. It's made out of women, I think. A yeah, yeah. It's made out of women. It's made out of women, I think. You couldn't really see. You could just see a load of women surrounding it. You couldn't really see the sofa itself, but whatever. It's heavier um, than the last one, that's why. We needed <laughs> yeah. more women. Yeah, exactly. It's not on wheels, um, that's the problem. Of course, yeah. He can't actually wheel it. Yeah, just, he needs a woman to carry need, it. He needs that's a lot of women to carry it now. Exactly, yeah. Um, he cuts a promo just saying, do you feel it a lot of times? And yep. then just says, what you're feeling is the Velveteen Dream experience. Uh, has some, you know, classic Velveteen Dream stuff, mildly erotic lines. Dreamisms. Dreamisms, yeah. Dreamisms. Uh, the Dream has never ever complained about taking on more than one man at a time. Ayo. Ayo. Love it. Um, and then he eventually challenges Roderick Strong for the North American Championship, but by himself. And he said, hey, you can come up by yourself, you know, like a man. If you want to have your friends, that's fine. And that's when he said, you know, I've never complained about taking on more than one man at a time. But essentially, he's just saying, I want another shot. And yeah. the North American title. Which is cool. Down with that. Yeah, I didn't didn't rate the promo. It, yeah. It promo was, was fine. Yeah. I, the thing with Dream is, I, like, it's nice that he's there live for the live crowd. Mm-hmm. But it's better when it's a promo package. Because That's then true. you can do all the stupid effects. You yeah, can do yeah, the yeah. flames in his glasses. And all. <laughs> yeah. like, do that. I think that's a better way of presenting the whole thing. Because it gives it more drama. Here, it just felt like innuendo. Mm-hmm. With the thrust beneath it being, I want a rematch. Ha, thrust. thrust. I like it. Um, yeah, but I mean, at least he did the dream over, clicked his fingers and the lights went out. That's a gimmicky thing. Yeah, sure. I, I, just, I don't know. I just like dream immediately going back into the title picture with Roddy as well isn't very interesting to me. That's true. Uh, I think what they're going to do is have that match probably two weeks down the line, two or three weeks down the line. Um, I think Roddy will win again but clean this time and dream will move on to something else. Mm-hmm. I think it's just, it's more of a formality, I think, to show consistency of Dream's character because he liked that title so much. Yeah. The instant he loses it, you're not just going to be like, oh, well, lost it. 
you know. I think he would want to try and have... <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. I think he, he'd want to try and win it back. So I think it shows a consistency of character mm -hmm. to want to fight for it again. I think it works on this occasion. I'm not a huge fan of rematches normally. I think on this occasion it works. Sure. I'll yeah. Um, then we get announced the Cruiserweight Championship match for next week, which is Drew Gulak versus Leo Rush. Booyah. Uh, with the newly renamed Cruiserweight Championship. Now it's the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. So... Don't know what 205 Live are going to be fighting for, but hey-ho, it's there now. To get to NXT, I imagine. Yeah, now that's they've the, got That's an, the carrot on the belt. stick is you can be on the telly now. <laughs> on the proper one. Yeah. Uh, so now they've got NXT, Tag Team, NXT Women's, North American, Cruiserweight, and also the NXT UK champs there too. Yeah. So that's good. That, a lot that's, of belts. So that's, that's, I think that's enough belts in the, like, I don't know. I feel that gives enough, like opportunity to be like well there's this championship match this week there's this thing we're building something as long as you give them all importance and bit the problem mm -hmm. with the problem with raw and smackdown is that the, there are so many belts and we just continually forget that the, the women's tag ones exist or these ones exist or those ones exist like shinsuke nakamura is, is the ic champ turn did you know a belt every so often and be, you'll be like oh yeah i forgot he had a belt mm, yeah that's true i mean yeah as long as i think yeah i think that's the defining factor is if they have enough prestige to them yeah that's fine but you can you can balance and then you can balance the sort of the week on week action by being like well this week is the next week is clearly the cruiserweight united kingdom championship week where mm -hmm. you know we're going to see walter in action and we're going to see drew gulak in action so we know that that against is, each other yeah but we, we know <laughs> that that we know that that is what's happening next week and yeah, so yeah. then the other titles can have a rest week and mm -hmm. build their stories yeah through yeah, yeah other means rather like than it. just having a championship match. I think it's great. I think yeah. as long as you do it right, you can have as many belts as you like. Yep. Hundreds of belts. Everyone can have a belt. Christ. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> <Blimey>. <laughs> That's like a participation award. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Give everyone one of those. Everyone gets a gold sticker. Yeah, perfect. Uh, then we got uh, an entrance from Io Shirai, who was taking on Mia Yim, which is actually a pretty big deal. Two mm -hmm. of the top, you know, women's wrestlers having a great match, and th this was a pretty good match. Yeah, I really like this. Um, yeah, it, hampered it was... massively by the number of commercials in it. Crikey Moses, there were a lot of commercials. Yeah, it's one of those things where, like, it obviously happens on other WWE programming a hell of a lot, where you get the picture-in-picture -picture commercial. Mm -hmm. And I'm normally okay with it, but I would actually prefer that you just cut to an ad break because then I don't have to watch the adverts. And then when it comes back, you can just recap the action. But because it was playing under the adverts, it's so hard to follow what's going on. I know. And then you come back and then because they've been showing, they have technically been showing the action, you don't get replays of all the cool stuff people were doing. And clearly Triple H's vision for NXT is that even though there were going to be ad breaks, and this worked really well, last week and the week before even though there are ad breaks there's still going to be wrestling in the ad breaks and it's mm -hmm. still going to be good wrestling in the ad breaks it's not going to be let's go into five minutes of rest holds here we're gonna we're gonna do a tower of doom spot and you're gonna come back in and we're all gonna be stacked up and then we're gonna do it as mm -hmm. as as we come back from the break that is much better than any example of this thing where it's just yeah. people talking about dollops of daisy over the top of like they were putting like sour cream in cakes. I don't know advert. what that's about. That's mental, Stop isn't it? Stop it. That is insane. That's bonkers. Stop doing that. That's disgusting. <sighs> Anywho, yeah, but it was it was very distracting. Your foul chalupa food. Because <laughs> I did notice in one of the ad breaks, 
Mia Yim hit her finisher. She hit the protect your neck mm. in the ad break. Yeah. And I was like, what? And then there was like a near fall during the ad break. And I was like, well, we're not going to get a recap of that when we come back. Yeah. It's like, it's fine if you want to have that wrestling during the ad break, but because we can't hear what's happening and we get, you know, this little box over in the corner, you n- big spots like that, I'd say recap them when you come back, even if you've got a shrink screen ad break, because that's important to the match. And yeah. people might have missed it because they might be watching the adverts. But this is the thing. You come, you come. I think as the viewer, you come back to the match feeling like you've missed out because yeah. the crowd are going crazy because the NXT crowd is, is so much smaller and they haven't done any rest holds, so everyone's still really fired up. And the crowd were hot through this entire show because every match was actually really, really very good. Mm. So... It's kind of annoying as a viewer to come back in and be like, "Oh, for crying out, I missed all this stuff." Yeah, like you, because seeing it with like it's like watching wrestling without the sound, isn't it? And it, yeah, well, it is. It's literally wrestling. that. But it's that sort. Of, if you watched it on quiet, or you don't hear the bumps properly, or if like you're watching an indie show that someone else has cut and it's not synced properly, mm-hmm. it, it's all that kind of stuff that just takes you out of the action. Yeah, and WWE's production is so good that to see it in the non like regular form is actually just very disappointing. It's yeah, more disappointing than not seeing it. Yeah. I think. Yeah. But anyway, that's our rant about ad breaks. We won't talk about them again. Promise. Um, so, yeah, I know you will. Uh, so, this still, despite that though, mm. this still was a very good match. Um, immediately, Yim goes for a handshake and Shry just slaps a hand out of the way, which I thought was a nice character moment. Uh, they, ha- they have some nice back and forth. There's a baseball drop kick from Mia. Um, there's uh, a flapjack from Shirai, and then she does a handstand and drops into the knees, which was nice. Um, yeah, I-, I thought that the crowd might have been really burnt out after the first match. They were not. No. They were hot pretty much the entire night, bar I think one match. They were pretty bloody hot the whole night, yeah. which was great. Well, they picked the right people. I think this was mm-hmm. the this was the thing. It was like you're going to get to see Io Shirai and Mia Yim. It was it wasn't that mm-hmm. that normal. Um, NXT would do an Io Shirai showcase match, but it would be someone much lower down the card. So yes. you know the outcome. You know what's going to happen here. It felt like again, it's having stakes to your matches. Mm-hmm. That it was very well balanced in the fact that like. EO or Mia could have gone over there and it doesn't I don't think it harms either of them particularly I think but EO is definitely the I think the rising star here correct yeah I'd say so um at some other cool spots there's a code blue from Yim uh Tope from Yim again uh like I said the protect your neck in the ad break mm-hmm. from Yim for a near fall there's a great line from Mauro who said like a dentist and a carpenter uh, and a carpenter tooth and nail <laughs> come on Mauro Bloody love Malro. Uh, there was a that was right before a superplex from Shirai, and she hits the moonsault for the win, mm-hmm. which was cool. Uh, yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to see Shirai win. I think she needed it a bit more than Yim did. Good, good match. My like stupid it. brain was like, that means Candice is winning. Really? So that Shirai. So it's going to be Shirai versus Candice, Candice yeah. again. Yeah, it's not because they idea. were best friends for a week. They were best. Remember friends. when they were best friends for a week? They it was were so nice. Yeah. Great time. They keep talking about it. It's when we see Scott Hall and Kevin Nash in the crowd doing their thing. Throwing the toothpick or whatever he does. You know the thing. Anywho, um, then it's uh, Street Profits and Bianca Belair arriving backstage. Mm -hmm. Is this the first time they've actually shown Belair and Ford as an on-screen couple? No, I think when Belair had her takeover match mm-hmm. for the championship, they Ford was there. Okay, right. I believe maybe. 
Maybe yeah, that was just on the, that. on the backstage stuff on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anywho, it was cool to see. It was nice to just have that mm-hmm. little dose of realism in there. Uh, we got a video package for Tegan Knox recapping her injury in May Young Classic, and now she's coming back. She came back to NXT UK to do a couple matches over there. Now, coming back to NXT as well. I wonder if they're going to put her in Team Kick with Dakota Kai. I hope they are not, honestly. And I know they've done some NXT live shows together mm. already. I'm hoping that they're a team that don't always tag. So it's like a they're a team, sure, and when they come together, woo, that's cool. Team kick in a match together, rad. But they're also single stars who can go off and kick ass by themselves. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be cool. So they're still friends, they still tag every so often, but like they're not a tag team. One if working that makes leg sense. between them. <laughs> yeah, they let you do a three legged like race. Three, yeah. three, yeah, three knee braces. <laughs> nice. Um so yeah, I'm a big fan of Team Knox. Looking forward to her coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we got uh, Johnny Gargano versus Shane Thorne. This is the run back of the... Uh, this match was taped during the last set of tapings before NXT... It was decided that NXT would go live. Mm-hmm. And then they scrambled to obviously put on all the live shows as quickly as possible. Yeah. So it got dropped. Yeah. This is a rematch of that unexciting sounding match mm-hmm. from those tapings. It was really good. Unexci- I was like... Yeah. Unexciting sounding, but actually quite yeah. exciting. And, and that was the thing. So when, when this feud... Feud. When when this match was booked, in the sense that like Shane Thorne was off doing the I'm gonna beat up all the guys from the breakout tournament, mm-hmm. and Johnny returned after his crushing defeat to Adam Cole, and then sort of just ended up in this confrontation with Shane Thorne. It was like, oh okay, it's a bit weird. But I know these two can have a good match, and they proved it here because mm-hmm. this was really really fun. Yeah. Um, but there was just it's just nothing to this, and like Shane Thorne was definitely already doing stuff. Before, yeah, and now he's just deciding it's Johnny, and it's like I feel like you, we were working. You were you were, mm-hmm. you had a goal, and you were, yeah. you were pursuing it, and now you've just gone like Ah, Johnny Gargano. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's like Angel Gaza, Jordan Miles, Johnny Gargano. Yeah, yeah perfect. Jonah Rock, but like yeah, not whatever his name is in thing. Bronson Reed. Bronson Reed, that's yeah. right. Yeah, well, well remembered. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so anyway, we had name. had <laughs> Gargano versus Thorn. Lovely bit of chain mat wrestling to start things off. I am a sucker for. Matt wrestling sequences to open up matches. Loved it. Was great. Um, quick attempt for the Gargano escape, but he uh, scrambles away and split screen ad break. Yeah, and in the split screen ad break, Gargano was chopping the hell out of Shane Thorne, like in the crowd. Like, yeah. just had him up against the barricade, just slapping him. Woo. You can see people going nuts, and you're like, why can't I hear this? I want to listen to this. And then he kept teasing a tornado DDT on the outside as well. It's like, why are we missing this? Yeah. I. I, I do like the fact that the wrestling continues in the ad breaks. I like the yes. fact that it's like it's still an event for the people who are there. Mm-hmm. And you have to because it, do you know what it proves? It's like the crowd stay hot. Yeah. If you keep giving exactly. them good wrestling, yeah, they might get burnt out, but it's only a two hour show, so they probably won't. Like, if you keep giving them stuff, you get that feedback of them being part of the show and making the program seem better, mm-hmm. which I think when you end up going to rest holds and ad breaks, you come back and the crowd is flat and nothing's happening. So, yeah, I, I think it's even worse. It's for, the right for, choice. Yeah, yeah. For, for a crowd like Full Sail, it would be horrible for them to be quiet because it would be deathly quiet. Mm. For like big arenas like AW have or like main roster has, even when the crowd are quiet, there's still some sort of noise from yeah, the yeah. crowd. Whereas I think for Full Sail, it would literally be like silence if mm. the crowd were a bit dead. So, yes, very much right choice. So, there's a really cool bit where uh, 
Johnny goes for the suicide dive, mm-hmm. and Thorn pops up and hits him with the forearm. Johnny yeah. bounces off the forearm, turns around, and just does the dive it just anyway. Does it anyway? It's wicked. It was so cool. Yeah, then he does. Love then that he spot. rolls him back in, hits the spear through the ropes, mm-hmm. goes for the. Uh, the jumping DDT thing that he does as well. Mm-hmm. I believe that's been renamed the Thunderstruck DDT, according to the commentary. Mm. Apparently. Just like the reverse Rana is now the Poison Poison Rana. Rana. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Johnny hits knees in the corner, but then he yeah, hits double knees in the corner on Thorne, but Thorne chases him back to the other corner and hits yeah. this crazy leg lariat, yeah. rolls off on the floor, and then does his amazing running like stalling running cannonball thing that he does it's so good which yeah which is incredible absolutely love I it just, yeah. I thought they, they just did this brilliant bit of trading in this match where it looked very even both guys came off really well the right person won but like if you were Shane Thorne's character building hasn't worked to my mind so far him, him having a really good match does way more to yes. build him as a like legitimate threat and someone worth watching because I think like, when they were TM61 as well they, they, they were clearly very talented but mm-hmm. never through injuries and everything else they never actually got to build a story around them and they never really got to show any personality they just got to be because they do flips everyone's like I like mm-hmm. flippy guys yeah exactly and I think this is like the crowd were popping for all of Thorne's spots as well. So like they were into Thorne. It wasn't just like they were into Gargano, hence the match was good. It was, they were into both guys during yeah. this. So I think if Thorne continues to just have really good matches moving forwards, that's a character for him. To just be like, hey, I come out here and I have really bloody good matches. He's the Buddy Murphy of NXT. Mm. Like, I, I think that, that would be a great character for him to have. Um, yeah, there's a lovely sequence of counters and kicks and stuff. A poison runner from Gargano and he hits the DIY lining up super kick thingy for the win foreshadowing yes foreshadowing mm. indeed um yeah great stuff from both i've always been a massive fan of shane thorne really nice to see him have a proper good match on nxt big fan of this needs new music yeah he does doesn't he it's a bit, uh, bit pants better waistcoat yeah he looks better than he did in tm61 though when they were I the, think. when they were the mighty and they just wore neo coats <laughs> i know kung fu yeah um, but then we had the NXT Women's Championship match, which was Candice LeRae versus Shayna Baszler. And it was at this point, because I'd predicted among my friends that none of the titles were changing, I thought, oh no, the tag match is going on last. I just put, bollocks. Yeah. <laughs> I thought profits are winning, aren't they? But luckily, they didn't. Anywho, um, yeah, this was a uh, fun o- uh, opening bit as well. Quite fiery start to this match mm-hmm. as well. Um, there was a nice cross body from Loretta Basler and a Shrint's Green ad break. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, come on, guys. But at least I, I, I think this match was really, really good. I it think this was, was great. one of my favorites from this show. And I think it's because Candice came out looking like a character. Like she, she looked like the, you know, she's previously just been sort of happy clappy Candice LeRae who gets beaten up by people. And mm-hmm. here she came out. Smiling and waving and happy to be on NXT Live on USA. And then when Baszler came out, she turned into a different person. She yeah. was like, oh, I'm going to mess you up now. Like, mm-hmm. I, I fought really hard for this and I've been here for ages and I deserve this spot. And she went nuts. Like, she did triple topes to the outside. Oh, that was a great spot. Um, she, just did, she just did all this amazing offense. And I, like... Even, and even when Baszler tried to do her Baszlerisms of, like... She went after the arm. She mm-hmm. put it in the uh, the steps, and she kicked the steps, and then she she was wrenching it in the ring. And Candice was selling her heart out. Um, Candice still just got up and fired back and tried to do the business. Like yeah. it was like I'm just gonna 
I'm going to throw everything at this that I can, including putting Baser in the Kirifuda clutch. Oh, that was so good, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, Baser went for the Kirifuda, and Larey, quick as anything, just counted it straight into our own one, and the crowd went mental because mm-hmm. it's the first time. Sorry, it's the first time that anyone has put the Kirifuda onto Baser. Yeah, which was awesome. It was so great to see. And yeah, crowd went nuts for it because they were thinking that would be the end of the match, but it wasn't. There was a super gut wrench suplex from the top mm. rope from Baser to Larey, which was awesome. Uh, Larey hit a diving, swinging neck breaker from the top as well. Yeah, then she hit a DDT, went for mm-hmm. her lion salt, missed, yep. missed ended up it in the clutch. Yep. And then the fight for not tapping out went for ages. I thought it there was, did. she did this really impressive. Like Baser was on her back and she rolled over onto her knees, and then she stood up Mm -hmm. and then she crumbled again and then that was when she was forced to just tap and she tapped and i'm quite glad they did the tapping spot rather than the pass out spot because i think the pass out spot has been overused with baser especially with baser especially so it's really nice for me to see someone actually tap to it rather than just pass out Mm -hmm. on a personal note um but yeah and it it, it didn't make laray look weak in any way very strong nearly beat her put the kirifuda (laughs) on her so yeah it was a it was a great match Built both people as it should. Yeah. And considering, Fun this, times. and considering this came out of a, we're just going to chuck a load of people in a ring and yeah. see who, you know, wins the number one contendership. I felt like this this feud, small as it may be and shortly built, worked. I think it yeah. really, really worked nicely. And Absolutely. Yeah. I, I felt like Candice LeRae was a legitimate contender, even if there was that bit of me that's like, they're never going to take the title off of Baszler. Exactly. Yeah. Can't bet against Baszler. <laughs> Um, this, this is when we see Mark Henry, Stephanie McMahon, and Alundra Blaze in the crowd. It was literally like someone said, pick three random people from the mm. WWE roster. Press Mark square Henry. on 2K19. Yeah, it is literally that. Someone's pressed square three times and got Mark Henry, Stephanie McMahon, and Alundra Blaze. Anywho, they were there and just went... And that was about it. Um, then we got a video recap of Imperium's debut in NXT and all the shenanigans with Kushida. Kushi. Oh, can't wait for that. Yeah, that's next week. Oh, so excited. Mm-hmm. So excited for that. I bloody love Walter. I bloody love Kushida. Um, and then we got probably the worst match on the card. Not that that's, uh, you know, a negative against this match, just because the rest of the card was so good. Yeah. This was still a really good match. This was still a, a, a fun match. And this was Pete Dunne versus Danny Birch, mm-hmm. which is two faces facing off against each other, which was fun. And who's two, the strongest, two strong style Brit? Who, who's the best Brit? Come on, and I'll have you. Yeah. I'll have you, mate. I'll have you. You yeah. want some? I'll have you. Yeah. Commentators putting over Danny Birch's character of a, a pint and a fight is mm-hmm. a good night for Danny Birch. I was like, that's fun. Um, there's some nice counters and sequences to start off. Should screen ad break. Um, and I thought for the first time, the crowd are a little quiet for this match. Yeah. But they did pick back up towards the end of it anyways. Oh, yeah. Which was great. Um this was so, your yeah, but this was your classic. Let's have a little have a little thing to then have a spot at the end. To have and a we'll spot do an at angle end. at the end. And exactly. That's the, yeah, that's the point. Um, Dunn eventually got the win. There was a rope punk DDT from Birch, but uh, Dunn came back, hit the bitter end, got the win. It was a fun match. And then, as Dunn celebrating, the lights go out, and out of nowhere comes Damien Bloody Priest, who attacks Pete Dunn, hits the crossroads thingy that Reckoning. he does. Yep, yeah, that one. And uh, it looks like a Damien Priest versus Pete Dunne feud is on the cards. I'm into that. Yeah. I like so, that totally combination fine with that. of people. And also, I was into this match because it had probably my favorite spot of the entire night, mm. which was Pete Dunne does his corner escape backflip, but Danny Birch steps back and then just headbutts him in the back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was amazing. That was a really good spot. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Um, yeah, so I- I'm well up for Damien Priest Dunne because Damien Priest hasn't really done anything yet, and now he's in an actual feud. 
Yeah, up like, we need to, like, and also this this actually felt like a character for Damien Priest. I think that the yes. problem with Priest so far is that he is been built sort of semi as a heel character. Like he's mm-hmm. he he he's got all the looks of a heel, yes. but he's not done anything bad yet. And this felt like oh, this is like the first bad thing he's done. He's actually shown mm-hmm. some personality beyond being like I'm going to be the Archer of Infamy. I'm going to be people. My name will live forever. Blah blah blah. Yeah. But how? Yeah, how are you going to do that when you're just uh, yeah. beating jabbers all the you're time? Not, yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah. Beat Keith Lee, that's it. Yeah. Um, Adam Cole's backstage with uh, the angel Kathy Kelly, um, who's, uh, and she was saying, oh, so you won with the cast, you moron. Pretty much what she said. Mm-hmm. And Cole was like, hey, I didn't win the, with the cast. What was the last shot? What are you talking about? Um, and then just says they need to focus on the tag match. The rest yeah. of the Undisputed Era comes in. But, oh, what's Finn Balor doing? And then Cole just says, they need to focus on the tag match. Need to get in the zone. And then as they walk over, he goes, you guys are the freaking best. <laughs> Love Cole. Yeah. That was great. Um, and then we get a video package of Street Profits and Undisputed Era's feud for about the fourth time in my notes. said, Profits are totally winning, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Um, and then Street Profits do their big entrance as well. And we get the main event that we talked about before. Yeah. So that was NXT. Bloody love that show. Yeah. I think, for especially because this isn't a takeover, this is a TV show, five out of five. You can't get... This is absolute top quality for a TV episode. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get much better than this. Yeah, it's got to be five out of five. I gave me. it EST, NXT. EST, EST NXT, that's it. Yep. I'm getting used to your rating system, yes. I'm sorry. It's their mental. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I didn't want them to be puns. I wanted them to be stupid. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I, I thought, like... I. I Looking back at the show, I was like, you couldn't have done anything better except not have adverts. Yeah. That was that was genuinely my only criticism of this. Like maybe the Velveteen Dream promo could have been a package yeah. rather than a live promo because mm-hmm. I don't think it worked quite as well. Like the playing to the crowd bit fell a bit flat to me. Mm-hmm. And the sort of like, Do you feel it? Do you feel yeah. it? Do you feel it? And maybe we could have not had Wale. Yeah, or I mean, he, could, he was or, fine. Or he could have had something more to say. <laughs> when you say, when I say street, you, you say, say profits. profits. Street. So what are you going to do for your entrance, Street Profits? <laughs> um, well, I thought we would just, uh, this guy's just going to say, when I say street, you say profits for, for about three minutes. For about three minutes. Yeah. And, and occasionally then, and then he'll just go, they want the smoke. They want the smoke, yeah. Um, I, yeah. Just, I just don't think there's anything more to say about them, uh, you know. I've, had, I've searched my soul and I've looked for lyrics and I've looked for things to say, but mm-hmm. I just think this really sums it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For These sure. guys, they, want the smoke. they just want the smoke. Yeah, man. that's like, all it's it just, is. It's just what they're after. Let's get on to your Susu Super Chats. Uh, Anthony B comes in to say, does the Undisputed Era need a new member for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship? I don't know. I wouldn't think so. How about Balor? Yeah. Yeah, I guess does the prophecy fall apart if you don't have a woman and you don't have a cruiserweight like now and you don't have a UK? Yeah. Prophecy doesn't really mean anything now, which is a bit pants. Yeah. I think that's fine though. Like it's it's all right. You you just I think they should be getting away from the prophecy as quickly as possible still. Now they've done it. Move away from it. Yeah, well, because the, the prophecy was never that they would own all the titles. The prophecy was that they would be dripping in gold. Dripped and they in gold, all yeah. have they all have a belt, so that is the prophecy. Correct. Doesn't matter what the belts are. That's true. So adding new members actually just makes it more difficult. Because just makes you've got it more... to refulfill the prophecy. All you got to do is just get rid of people now. Just be yeah, like, yeah. right, strong. Get if, out. Of if it. Roddy loses the belt, he's out. Yeah, exactly. And then they're still draped in gold. Yeah. Prophecy fulfilled. Um, 
We have Dina Sisai who said, uh, who do you guys think will dethrone Shayna? At this point, I've pretty much given up on anyone being able to beat her. Ripley. Ripley's a great shout. Rhea Ripley will be the one to do it because yeah. they were building that feud on the tapings uh, and then they went live and we've had Rhea come out and do her squash match against whatever they renamed Lacey Lane as. Oh, I don't know. Couldn't tell you. Kaylee Cuoco. It's not that. <laughs> uh, whatever it was. I, uh, and yeah, like I was Caden something, wasn't it? Um, sure. Uh yeah, and I think I think Rhea Ripley was being put in that position ahead of time, but they're probably going to have to restart that feud now yes, because I'd you have so. to do it for the new audience. So I would give it a few weeks, mm -hmm. let the the heat die down from the Candice the Ray thing, and then we start building Ripley up. Yeah, to for, take for base, takeover so. war games. Yeah, in time for that, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, I, I think Ripley as well. Um, Mary Painesville Dan comes in to say NXT, Hi, NXT was better. IMO so much talent though. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, from what I haven't seen uh, Dynamite um, I've seen what happened I think NXT was better from what I've heard anyways well Dynamite um, was yeah they were going for a very different proposition though they, exactly, were, going, they yeah. were they were setting out their stall as like this is what the <clears throat> the show is going to look like really isn't mm -hmm. it it's going to be like the wrestling stuff but they weren't like here's a championship they were the, here's a women's championship match but they weren't like here's a championship match here's all this other stuff which yeah. I, I guess NXT has the benefit of having all these belts and all this stuff already set up that they can just chuck it all in there. And they've also, NXT's already got an audience. So, you know, mm -hmm. you are inherently more invested in what happens in NXT. Yeah. Was NXT a, pro a better TV show? I think it was like, this is a point um, Housemate Simon made earlier, who was like, NXT, because it's filmed in full sale and it's this smaller closer TV show actually feels like the alternative to the Raws and Smackdowns of the world whereas mm -hmm. AEW's show because it's in a big arena and with all these huge names from around the world feels much more like the uh, the third brand to Raw yeah. and Smackdown because it's actually hewing more closely to what WWE traditionally does that's true yeah I think it's interesting it's absolutely true uh I should also point out, thank you very much to the moderators, by the way, for gathering the Super Chats for us, because we've not got a third, we've not got a producer. You may have noticed that we didn't switch the camera to say we're joined by this person, because we're not joined by anyone. We've got no mates. We've got no mates, yeah. Um, so thank you, moderators, for gathering these Super Chats for us, and for being moderators and checking the chat and all that. Thank you, guys. Uh, Rex Joseph Calmeron comes in to say, the OC invades NXT, recruits Balor, and feuds with Undisputed Era. I mean, wouldn't everyone love that? That, everyone would love that yeah I, you can't fault the fact that everyone would love it I also think it would be a, a, a waste of the OC very um, much so I would much rather see them replicate what the Undisputed Era are doing in NXT on on the main roster on the main roster yeah that would be a much more interesting I think there's only really room for one of these factions mm -hmm. and you need to build the OC to that point to be like well it should, it should be the Undisputed Era invading wherever the OC are, not the OC coming. Why would the OC come down and face the Undisputed Era on the third brand of WWE? Yeah, What was previously true. the developmental yeah. one? Like they, they wouldn't. Yeah, exactly. Hi, Luke. Hi, Luke. Luke's just come in to wave at us. Hey, buddy. Um, Hi, guys. Hey. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you on that one. I think, although I think there can be more than one uh, faction like Undisputed Era and NXT. I mean, we've already got Undisputed Era and the Forgotten Sons, oh, who yeah. are basically the hey, same. Hey, someone had a sign for them, Pete. <laughs> they First did. time ever they someone did. had a Forgotten Sons sign. And I was oh, like, wow, it really is a different world, isn't it, Alan? It is, yeah, crazy. Someone really um, loves Jackson Riker. I know. Uh, I mean, 
I would love to see OC versus Undisputed Era just as like a showcase match for them to just be like, look, guys, you want this match? We're going to give you it. But if it, include... it doesn't need to have a crazy build to it. But you know what? Like, is that not a Survivor Series match? Is that not like a, if is Survivor Series going to start including NXT? Because it blooming well should. So I don't think it will. I don't think it will, but I think it should. Yeah. So why not whack the OC versus awesome. Undisputed Era in there as just great. like a another part of the 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 overall makeup of that show? Yeah. Because that, I, that would I, that would sell tickets to me. Exactly. Yeah. I, I don't think you should have OC and Undisputed Era on the same brand. That should be a showcase match mm. as a one-off special rather than some big feud that you built it. Yeah. Sure. Uh, Anton H says, inventor of women, Steph, should beat Shayna. <laughs> the inventor of women, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd totally be down for that. Stephanie McMahon, new NXT Women's Champion. I think she great. just looks at Shayna Baszler and she unmakes herself. Shayna Baszler, <laughs> Shayna herself. Baszler just disintegrates. <laughs> like, that's like, the power like, that like Stephanie a, McMahon like a Thanos has over other women. Yeah, Just goes away into dust. Yeah, it'd be great. Uh, Zayad Warwar said NXT should do an Ultimate X, the thing TNA used to do 10 years ago when it was still good. Think it would be great. Even the main event roster with people like Ricochet, Alistair, and even AJ Styles, they need to bring it to WWE. Mm. I've not seen any Ultimate X stuff. Someone with the, yeah, they, they've got the, the X in the middle and they have to go across to get it, but yeah. I've never actually seen one was, in action. Bloody dangerous, that match. Yeah, it looks it, doesn't it? There was some, I mean, there was some amazing, like, I think um, TNA at the time they were doing Ultimate X matches matches their x division was so full of it was just stacked, wasn't it? insanely talented guys and wwe's roster certainly has that depth to it but they're all on 205 live yeah like, you know you can maybe we can maybe get cedric and we can get buddy murphy and we can get uh ricochet into it mm-hmm. but then we'd have to send them all to nxt to be involved with the the yeah. other right the other half of that equation so yeah I don't know. I don't think it's going to happen. I, th- I would love to see it. Mm, that'd be fun. Um, or some spin on it. Uh, yeah. Although, it would make but sense. Maybe we don't need more gimmick matches. Is yeah. The, uh... It would make sense, though, if it was an Ultimate X match because of NXT. They can bring mm. back, like, the big X thing that they used to have on the on the old NXT yeah. championship belt. Maybe it's three belt. rings uh, together, and yeah. above one is an N in rope, <laughs> and above one is an X, and then above one's a T in rope. Yeah, exactly. So it's like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater when you collect the letters. Yeah, and you've got to collect all the things. spell out skate. Yeah, and that's how we make, and we make a belt that's made of puzzle pieces. And <laughs> you just that's got to how slot you win them the in. Title. Yeah, you win the NXT NXT title is now a puzzle piece. It goes Perfect. back to the old belt where it's spelled it out, but you collect the letters. You, you collect the letters. So please welcome your end champion because uh, yeah. someone's just he got the N. only got the one. Yeah. yeah, and someone else has got the X. Yeah, yeah. it makes perfect be sense. be perfect for the Undisputed Era. Oh my God, yeah. yeah be great. We're, we're going to combine the letters. <laughs> the new prophecy. <laughs> um, ben Greenwood comes in to say, great NXT, happy for Finn Balor. Leave Wale alone. <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> I'm sure he's very good. Sure he uh, is. Not that. They want the smoke. Did you know? Yeah. I just... I feel like maybe they could have just done the song. Yeah. There's already like a Bring the Swag song. Exactly, happened, yeah. So they could have done some riff on that. Because it's very different to... Um, what's your guy's name that did Adam Cole's entrance? Oh, uh, it's... Uh, it's uh, uh, yeah, Josiah Williams. Josiah uh, Williams. WrestleFlow, yeah. Like, um, that was amazing, that entrance. Mm-hmm. And I think, it's great. you know, he, he... Love him. Built his what he was doing into the music for adam cole mm-hmm. and it, it all kind of worked in that like it became this cohesive thing whereas this felt like it was very last minute it was like yeah if you just go out there and hype people up for them and it was like mm. when i say streets you say profits rex joseph calmarin says basler versus asker please oh <laughs> yes please 
Yeah, I'd like that. I'd love it. I mean, Asuka's not doing it. anything else, is she? No, exactly. They um, can even bring Paige back to still manage them. Paige here. Uh, T20G says the OC versus the Undisputed Era should be at War Games. Be fun. Could be a big showcase match, but I I wouldn't want to take away from any of the other matches that actually have a build, I'd say. Yeah. Should be a showcase match on the main roster, I'd say, or something like that. Or... I was, yeah, I, we were talking about earlier when we were talking about War Games. We said, um, wouldn't uh, just a multi-man War Games match in mm -hmm. which it's not teams be yeah. quite fun? So it's kind of like an Elimination Chamber match. Yeah, but NXT spin on it. Yeah, like, exactly, yeah. yeah. So you just have, like, I think we mentioned, like, five or six people start off with two and one comes out they're in their shark cages if you want that on the ramp or whatever and then after a certain amount of time each one comes out i think exactly, that'd be fun yeah. yeah that'd be fun um now we get onto the super chats about aew okay. there's only a couple we'll to see be fair if we can get through this uh rogue no eowyn said did aubrey edwards win the wednesday night wars she's the only one who managed to appear on both shows uh first match on dynamite and the replay of tegan's myc injury <laughs> <laughs> she's in on both shows technically <laughs> there you go <laughs> That's uh yeah, top top play to her. Um Daniel M says green guy shirt to AEW, saw him in the crowd. I know. Big news. Green shirt guy who was always in the front row of WWE shows. So AEW. Whoa. Shocking. Absolutely shocking stuff. Couldn't believe it. Traitor. Uh now we just got the the uh, miscellaneous ones. Uh, Tim Arndt says, not going to be present today because I can't see NXT till tomorrow. I don't want to be spoiled. Still wanted to donate, though. So thank you, Tim Arndt, even thank though you. I'm assuming you're going to be watching this on Catch Up. I hope you enjoyed it when you did watch it. Yes. Uh, Seth Amphetamine said, hey, Ollie. Come on. Um, I just thought you'd be interested to know that the, the front bottoms are my favorite band of all time. I have five of their six studio albums on vinyl. I'll be sure to tell Ollie that later after the stream is done I'm walking around like a skeleton last night trying to find your way home sure um i quite like that song Scoop. uh quinton whitfield uh said i can't decide mox or champa champa i'm with champa yeah uh, we've seen moxley do his thing recently yeah, that's not that's seen champa true, do yeah. his thing for a while mm -hmm. very true uh, <laughs> Crazy Lewis, who is a Wrestle Tyke, I believe, on WrestleTalk.com, said, My favorite ad is Liberty, Liberty, Liberty. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's such yeah. a stupid ad. I don't know. I just, I just think the Dollop of Daisy one is my favorite. Uh, or, or, the so one, or the Pringles one where he's like, Cool, play Funky Town. Oh, yeah. That, that joke didn't wear thin incredibly quickly. It was funny the first time. Yeah, it was funny the first time. Uh, but, yeah, wasn't again. Zayad Warwar said, AW1 NXT 0, in my opinion. Ooh. What about you? As I said, haven't watched Dynamite, so I can't give, like, an official score. But from what I've heard, it seems like NXT was better, for me anyway. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm more, clearly more heavily invested in NXT anyway. I'm an NXT mark, talking about is. it yeah. for a year. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, like, uh, I think... Each to each their own. It's 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 about who you identify with as the talent in the ring, and I think AEW has a very good case for having a roster comparable to NXT. It's just I am, I've been watching NXT for like four years now, and yeah, I'm very heavily invested in all the people. I've seen them all come through. I've seen every match they've done in NXT. Mm -hmm. So for me, watching NXT and seeing someone like Chamber come back, I genuinely this morning almost spat my toast out because I was like, he's back! Yeah. To the, my, to the point my girlfriend was like, what are you doing? And it's like, sorry, my favourite wrestler ever came back. She was like, that's very sad. And then <laughs> So, you know, like, but you might feel that way about Cody Rhodes or the exactly. Young Bucks or whatever. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Christopher um, Jericho. Yeah, 
That's what the way I felt about Finn Balor when he came back. Mm-hmm. I lost my marbles. Uh, Zayad War War said, "What's your dream match? One NXT versus one WWE versus one AEW. One NXT versus. I'll NXT. say Adam Cole mm-hmm. versus AJ Styles versus Kenny Omega. Ooh, that's my kind of wrestling. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, think of an NXT guy." Champa. <laughs> Maso Champa. Uh, who's the meanest person in WWE? The meanest? I don't even know. Yeah, I don't know. I can't I can't really think of anyone at the moment. Maybe he I'd have bully. Maybe I would have Bala versus Ricochet. Oof. Versus Pentagon. Oh yes, please. I mean, it's this the thing. It's like so many people. You could just you just name things, and it's like that sounds great. That like, sounds like really fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and... Walter versus Brock Lesnar versus Jack Hager. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kenny comes in to say, if Undisputed Era versus OC has to happen, it should be a world collide. It's built for one-offs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good point. That, I mean, that would make it feel like a, a like a, a huge proper deal. deal as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'd be totally down for that. Uh, and finally, thank you to Rex Joseph Cameron for super chatting, but with no message. Thank you very much. Well, thank you very much, everyone. <laughs> so instead of movies, mm-hmm. the other thing we like to talk about is video games. Yep. I've been playing Fire Emblem Three Houses lately. Oh yeah. And it is spectacular. It's really, really good. Because I got to a bit uh, when I was playing last night. Um, I I was into it anyways. I was very much enjoying the story, and I was kind of into the characters. I was into the whole kind of mechanics that they've got in the game. I was like, this is really, really fun. Then it got to a bit in the story where there was a massive, like, swerve in the story that I did not see coming from a mile away. And I was like, oh, my God. And I was so much more into it. And then a whole thing happened, and I was like... I did not see any of this coming. This is so cool. And I don't want to say it because I know you're going to be playing it probably at some point. After I finish Link's Awakening. Yeah. It's on my list. But just rest assured, it's awesome. No, it's I'm, really, really good. I'm really keen for it. Like Fire Emblem is one of my favorite game series. I have, I think the problem is I overplayed it mm-hmm, until yeah. like Awakening came out. Mm-hmm. I played every single one through all the bad ones as well including like (laughs) Shadow Dragon on the Mm -hmm. DS and stuff where they were like we didn't try on the graphics it's like why didn't you try on that it's so easy to do graphics (laughs) we made it look like mud okay well yeah fine brilliant thank you great Um, and yeah this one for me I I really really want to get into it but I'm also a bit burnt out on Fire Emblem I think generally speaking Mm -hmm. and now they've gone oh yeah before you do any of the battling can you run a school? And I'm like, excuse me? Like, before I do the fun, I have to do a job. Yeah. I don't want to work at home. Yeah, that's that's totally fair. See, I was quite into the school stuff. Yeah. Just because I oh, found I it, it was were. a, yeah, oh yeah. I, I, I love looking at those <laughs> possibly underage characters. Um. Yeah. It's, I, the I, is she isn't, it's the is she isn't she of the whole thing. That, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, tickles you. But uh makes your nipples north. <laughs> tits not. <laughs> yeah, tits not. Um yeah, uh I quite enjoyed it because I found it a unique way <clears throat> to try and train your soldiers, if if that makes sense. Yeah. It was like it's not just like battle and you will get better. 
It's like, no, you can do like, you can learn from these things. You can go do these activities and you can actually, instead of just being like, we're on a battlefield together, so we're friends. It's like, we're going to become friends because we're in classes together, because we're doing these things together. We're doing these activities together. We're doing this, that, and the other. That's how you actually- And then we kill guys on the weekend. And then we kill guys on the weekend. we kill lads on the weekend. Yeah, Yeah, it is. By the by. Um, But yeah, I think that makes- it made me more invested in the characters. When I saw like the support conversations, I'm like, this is a bit more believable, I think, mm-hmm. because this, these are the kind of conversations that happen when you're chilling in like a boarding school. Sure. Rather than, you know, when you're an army marching around the place for them to be like, oh, I've lost my sandwich. Help me find it or whatever. It's like, that's really jarring. Whereas like that kind of conversation can totally happen when you're in a school. Yeah, it does. It, it, that does make more sense mm. than... The original Fire Emblem tactic of being like, well, we stood next to each other for a year and now we're married. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was always the story, apparently. Yeah, we just stood next to each other enough and now we're married. Yeah. And it's literally, you see it all the time. If I remember, they're standing next to each other, they do an attack and then boom, hearts next to each other. It's like, oh, you became closer because you saw him stab him with a lance. Yeah, I love the way Hell you... Hell yeah. Oh, I love the way you gut a man. Please penetrate <laughs> me like that. <laughs> It's just awful. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. Um, but yeah, I, I quite enjoyed a, a different uh, spin on it because my only Fire Emblem before that was Awakening, um, which I enjoyed, but I never finished because I kind of, I don't know whether it was a bit burnt out. It just kind of felt very samey. It was like battle, cutscene, battle, cutscene, battle, cutscene. And I was like, eh, it's g-. like I did like the main first part of the story when I got to, um, oh, what was his name? Gangrel. I should definitely remember that name. Um, yeah. Beat him, and then I got to like the second section of the story. Then about half of that, and I was like, eh, "I'm getting a bit bored now." So I never actually finished it. It was fun, but I never finished it. So I was like always on the fence with three houses. But then eventually, finally got it, and I was like, "Oh damn, I've been missing out on some really good Fire Emblem stuff." Yeah, see, the bit I like about Fire Emblem is a bit where they change class and they get like mm-hmm. fancier versions of the costume, and I'm like, mm, "They look good." Oh hell like, yeah, great duds. Yeah. Uh, that's all I ever wanted it for, mm-hmm. sadly. So yeah. <laughs> to me, going like, oh, let's go around to school. Do you want to get some fish? No, I don't want to get some fish. <laughs> okay, yeah. The fishing minigame is really no, boring. <laughs> just, just let me do the battle bit. I wanted to do the tactical battling, not the tactical chatting. Like, <laughs> nonsense. Admi- admittedly, I do do massive amounts of tactical chatting. Yeah. If I remember, like, I want to gain support with this character. I will chat and have dinner with you. Yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of creepy because you're the teacher. I know. And I know they're like making it out like, oh, you're young enough that it's fine. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're of a similar age, really. So it's it's fine that you keep taking Edelgard to dinner. <laughs> but actually, it's pretty creepy. Yeah. And, and Especially it... when the end of the game is you elope to France. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> it's... it's literally Jesus. like, yeah, it's fine to marry a teacher, guys. That's the moral yeah. of the story from Three Houses. Um, anyway, I think that probably draws it to a close for this horrific version of the <laughs> NXT Wrestle Talk podcast. Thank you guys for sticking through this, and I promise it'll get better in time when we have more emails and more things and stuff to talk about. But that's going to do it for this week's episode. Uh, I'll We'll be back on Tuesday next week. Uh, Ollie and Luke are going to be away doing a live uh, Wrestle Talk podcast on Saturday, which might get turned into a podcast on here. I don't know. I, I don't so. know the details. I think that's probably the plan. Um, so they'll be back with their live show uh, on Saturday, and then we'll be back on 
Monday for a Hell in a Cell review. Mm-hmm. Tuesday for Raw. I think we'll have a mini-sode of the SmackDown ones from Saturday as well. Oh, that's Potentially. Not, yeah, that's not the, a bad idea. Just the highlights. Package. Yeah, of course. Yeah, like yeah. a quick 10-minute bad boy roundup of SmackDown. So, yeah, lots and lots of podcast stuff coming soon. So, uh, thanks very much for listening, and we'll see you guys later. Love you all. Goodbye. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.